Warning, this episode contains mature language, adult situations, government employees, street performers, nanocapsule explosives, shut-ins, a National Welfare Act, injections, and various other disturbing and slightly ironic things. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 71. Ding dong! Ikigami calling! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm a lot better than last time. This was very stressed out, very, you know, yeah. last time. I feel much better, much more relaxed. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, though. For those of you who are returning, hi, welcome, how are you doing? Hope you're doing good. And for those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin's a site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I'll review one or two manga, depending on the situation, or if I have a bunch of books I have to review. And I'll give you some information on it. I will tell you what the book's about, what I feel about it, how the art is, so on and so forth. So you are prepared to make the decision of if you want to read the book or not. It's better than going to the bookstore and saying, Hey, this random manga looks good because it has a nice glossy cover and it's shiny. And then you open it up and the book sucks. I do all the dirty work for you so you don't have to make that arduous decision of opening a book. You just have to listen to this podcast and I will arm you to make the right decision. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but... It's good to have a different point of view than your own, I assume. Also, I've heard them a little bit entertaining, just a little bit, but we'll see what happens with that. So, either way, so this is episode 71. Can you believe it? 71 episodes. Hooray! I should stop really be doing this at this point because it makes me sound very condescending and very just odd. Don't you agree? Just a little bit. Either way, it's been very depressing because I'm reading these depressing mangas. Well... The fact is, the manga I spun from the Wheel of Manga this week is a little bit, well, it was depressing. But we're going to get into that in a moment. So far, what is new with Spyrokin? Nothing much. No new contests. Um, if you want to check us out, you check us out at spyrokin.podbean.com. That's HTTP and not www. So just put spyrokin.podbean.com in the search bar and you'll find us. Also, you can email us at spyrokin at gmail.com or zan.spyrokin at gmail.com. I am on Twitter under Spyrokin. I'm also under Xbox Live under Zan.Spyrokin, or Zan Space Spyrokin, rather. And you can call us at 206-426-6665. Again, it's 206-426-MONK, and you can leave us a voicemail on what you think. And I usually will try and play the voicemails on air. Most times it's just too gritty, but I promise you, next person who calls, I will play it. No questions asked. Even if you don't want to hear your voice, I will play it. Uh, so yeah, so I should get on with it, shouldn't I? I mean, it's been two minutes since the show started, so I will get on with it. So if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga, which you'll learn about in a bit if you're new, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a very fucked up manga, a disturbing manga, one that a truly degenerate mind would read, such as myself, so I am reviewing... Ikigami, The Ultimate Limit, by Motoro Masi. Now, Ikigami was released by Viz Media over here. There's three volumes currently out, and it was originally published by Shuisha, or sorry, 
Shokosuken. It came out around 2005 originally. It's currently being published here in 2008. And it will be classified as a senin drama, political, crime fiction, mystery, political, science, character study. To be honest, I'd say character study is the best bet about this series. Because it is pretty unique. It's actually one of the bigger volumes. I like the fact that, first off, the cover is very simple. It just has Ikigami in English. It has the main character, Fujimoto, on it. It's got a cool, weird, very background. Like, if you ever watched the movie White Noise with Michael Keaton, that the images you saw on the TV, that's what it kind of looks like on the background. It's, it's like you see a face, but you can't make out what the person's face is. It's like a silhouette almost, but not. It's You have the black, but then you have the white marks, which is showing partial profile. It's pretty cool. And then on the back, it has this really cool exclamation, which is the jacket copy, which is pretty cool. It says, Dear Citizen, thank you for your loyalty. You've no doubt noticed that the world is a troubled place. People are apathetic, lazy, unmotivated, and you've probably asked yourself, why isn't anyone doing anything to stop this systematic decline? Rest assured that measures are being taken. Beginning immediately, we will randomly select a different citizen every day who will be killed within 24 hours of notification. We believe this will help remind all people how precious life is and how important it is to be a productive, active member of society. Thank you for your participated and continued assistance and your cooperation and participation. Congratulations, you've been assigned and randomly selected by the government to die in 24 hours. Yes, that is what this is about. Now, right now you're probably like, what the fuck? Sounds like Battle Royale. Well, kind of, but not really, because in Battle Royale was a class is selected at random and they're sent to kill each other. Very violent and disturbing. Really cool. Definitely listen to episode 3 or 4, which is when we reviewed Battle Royale. Well, Mason did, my former co-host. But it's not like that. Not at all. It's a little more intriguing than that, in my opinion. It's much more, well, disturbing. Because, as I said, it's about an alternate future. Well, in this alternate future, it opens up where the fact is that in this country, which they don't specify, but we can assume it's Japan because everyone is Japanese and they speak Japanese and they have Japanese names, but there's a law that preserves the welfare of the people. And it's pretty much to set obedience and all this other stuff. It's called the National Welfare Act. And what happens is the National Welfare Act has been passed that when you first enter elementary school, so when you're five years old, they give you this injection. Now it's supposedly... It's like the National Welfare Injection. It's all your immunizations. So mumps, measles, all that other stuff that you get when you're younger. Personally, I hate injections. The last time I tried to get an injection, I almost punched a doctor out. I hate freaking needles. I hate them. Everyone hates needles. But anyway, so what happens is once they give you the injection, they throw away the injection. But before that, they take the serial number and they write your name next to it. And what happens is that turns out that once you get the injection, they tell these five-year-old kids that first thing we have to tell you something very important about your future several of you entering first grade today will not actually live to become adults no one knows who among you it will be that's why since you made IOA your civic duty is to live as well as you can yes ma'am it's kind of screwed up at first because they're saying okay you're gonna die one day and you're probably wondering what the hell is he talking about well what happens is these needles one out of every 1,000 needles has this nanocapsule in it. And what this nanocapsule does is it's a small explosive which ends up being lodged in your heart. So anywhere between 18 to 24, you're going to die. They, the only people who know are the National Welfare Corp, uh, Act 
corporation or whatever the hell it's really called. They don't really specify, it's just the company. And what happens is they, what they do is they take people, their messengers, and their job is to essentially go to someone's house 24 hours before the nanocapsule is going to explode and give them a letter saying you are going to die. And the reason for these nanocapsules being inside a person, besides the fact it sounds very barbaric, is kind of screwed up. And the purpose of this law is to instill a fear of death into the citizens of this peaceful society, peaceful with the quotations around it, and so as to encourage them to value life. And what happens is it makes you want to just... It makes them want to live better, and supposedly it says, like, the suicide rate went down and the murder rate and crime rate has gone down because you don't know how long your time is and you want to make the most of what you can get. And it's you're essentially playing Russian roulette, which is kind of fucked up. And the thing is that you think, oh, how come people aren't going to just try and run up and say, this is wrong, you're killing people. Because in this society, if you are one of these people who go against the National Welfare Act, they will grab you and they will either brainwash you or they will inject you with a short delay nanocapsule. So they will kill you if you go against this law. Like any screwed up bureaucracy. So it's kind of messed up. And this series is a set of vignettes. They follow certain people around. Cause the, but it centers around Fujimoto. He's this young 25 year old who recently just started working for the company. He is one of their ikigami, he's one of their messengers. And, like I said, his job is essentially to go to these people's homes and tell them, yeah, uh, I'm sorry about this, but your family is gonna, your family member is gonna die in 24 hours. There's nothing you can do about it. Your best bet is to spend as much time as you can with this person. And, yeah, he's essentially the harbinger of death. If you see him it's kind of mad. He's hated more than a tax person or an IRS agent or the police. Because imagine this for a second. Your job is to go to someone's house that could have a perfectly good life. You know, a person could be making millions of dollars, could be having a very successful business, a person could be happily married, or they could be waiting to get married. A person who there has their whole life in front of them. And you have to go and say, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry for bothering you, but I have to give you this note saying that you're going to die in 24 hours. Imagine the stress that has to put on a person. Imagine the just immense torment this is going to affect this, the person who has to do this. And as you read this story in between all the main stories, you see that Fujimoto is starting to feel this. And he's seeing his superior, who was once a messenger, who doesn't feel a thing about it. And he's wondering, what happened to you? I mean, do you just are you pretending that this stuff didn't happen? Or... Do you feel the guilt every day? I'm just confused. And he can't say anything because they say, if you start talking like this is wrong, they're going to kill you. So it's you're playing the juggling act of having to pretend to be the government monkey and just try and figure out what the hell's going on. And so it goes into the... After giving an explanation about this screwed up law and all this stuff and introducing Fujimoto, it goes into one of his earlier assignments because he's been a part of the company for six months. And his first assignment is this guy who, well... He's a, a kid who was picked on and his life is going nowhere. He dropped out of school. They bullied him constantly. Like The kids in school would give him swirlies and make him drink out of the toilet. And they put cigarettes out in his head. And all of this stuff happening. And he's told that he has 24 hours. And he's he flips out about it. 
instead of being productive and you know realizing I'm gonna die, this is gonna happen, I can do anything, he realized, you know what, I'm gonna die anyway, so fuck all these people and fuck my family and fuck everything. These people who picked on me all my life, I'm gonna get my revenge on them. And he goes, and what happens is that one girl he rapes and takes her picture and he's like, you'll be remembered forever, like you took pictures of me when you abused me, and I'll send it to all my friends. And they realize, wait, I have no friends. And then the next person's a guy who physically tormented him, burned a cigarette ashes on him, and he's become a hairdresser. He's actually made something of his life, and they get in a fight, and he ends up injuring this guy, breaking his hand so he can no longer hold scissors anymore. And Well, hairdressing really isn't a good occupation, but either way, ruins this guy's life. And what happens is it's kind of, this guy seems irredeemable. He's kind of going nowhere. He's going to be very depressed and just... He's done two horrible things, and he doesn't feel better. And what happens is, what he does is, before he dies, there's a kid who, in the beginning of his little story, at his job, tried shoplifting, and he obviously had all the thing marks of being abused and whatnot. He tells his kid that, look, if you're going to flip out, snap now. Don't wait till the last minute, because you might not have that chance to get your revenge or comeuppance later in life. You got to do it now. If you're going to go crazy, do it now. Prove to these kids who are bullying you that you're the one who does the right thing. That you can, you're stronger than them. And then he dies. Well, he doesn't die in front of the kid. But he dies a couple hours later. And then you discover the other part of the ikigami. The reason why they give you 24 hours instead of like they tell you a month in advance, so you have a month to do to fill out all of your final business and to take care of everything. They give you a, a day because of the fact that a lot of people go crazy and they cause these horrific events. And what happens is if you're a good person when you get Ikigami, your family gets a benefit package. They get a nice little payment because you're doing your civic duty of dying for the, the nation. But if you go crazy, what happens is that they don't give you your benefit package to your family and then they sue your family for what you did. So if you do horrific things, you know, you have to pay for it. And also, the the other part is that your family gets ostracized because your son went crazy, went against the national order, blah, blah, blah. And it's depressing because, I mean, the culprit does horrific things, but then the family gets abused for one person going crazy. It's disturbing. Just a little bit, and you know, these atrocities that can be committed, it's just very, just, it's not fair and whatnot. The second story is a little bit more kind of cheerful. Oh, before I get into the second story, one thing I did forget though is the fact that at the ending, the little epilogue is that the kid who was bullied goes crazy and then he sends a letter to the newspaper saying he thanks the guy for talking to him so he didn't go, so he didn't do something and just let his anger boil in, just deal with it now. So it was kind of, Either way, second story's a little bit happier. A little bit, not by much. Because none of these are happy. They're all sad stories. And this one, it's about these, it takes place first off five years before this happens, and what happens is there are these two musicians who, they play street music. You know how you have, if you go to the city, if you're in New York City, you go to Central Park, you have these street performers, these are two street performers who were doing pretty good, you know, they're popular, and this record executive sees one of them and says, hey, I want you to 
be a singer. It's like, oh, you want us? No, 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 I want you. So this very popular street performer group breaks up, and the one who gets it quote-unquote big ends up becoming just a band guitarist, which means that he's a, he's a, what is it, a cover guitarist. All he does is he does whatever the company wants him to do, and it's how he gropes the fact that he has an ikigami and he's going to die, and he hasn't talked to his best friend who they're going to write music and change the world, and at the ending he uses all of his skills to bring one beautiful song to the world because the time that he's supposed to die, he's supposed to be actually on air with his new partner and all this other stuff, and I'm not going to spoil it. There's a bunch of stuff which happens, and that's it for the first volume. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually pretty involved, and it gets you very intrigued into the story, and also all the little idiosyncrasies between the character who's Gese Ikigami and also Fujimoto, and all the things which happened to him, and also analysis of why they did what they did. The second volume covers, well... One with a guy who his only friend is this person who has Alzheimer's and the person won't remember what happened. And then it's a very just, it's a grim series, I'm not going to lie. It's very disturbing because of the fact that you have so many, honestly, it's just, you have so many disturbing things to think about. Because what are these people going through? Why they do what they do? And how they react to these situations? I mean... Honestly, how could you react to the fact if you knew that you were going to die at this time? It's sad. It really is. And, I mean, because the fact is that in our life, time, the one certainty that we have is the fact that all of us are slowly dying. And I'm sorry, guys, I know that I should not be getting all depressing and sad. And usually I don't like talking about this. I don't. But the fact is that, you know... Slowly we're dying, and that's a fact of life. I mean, is there life after death? Personally, I hope so. I really hope so. And I, I'm Catholic, and I pray to God that, you know, eventually there is an afterlife, and everything's right. And I know you atheists are right now saying, oh, he's an idiot. But, you know what, I respect atheists, I respect Jewish, I hate all, I respect all religions. So, don't knock me on my beliefs. Anyway, so my point is that we're all dying, and the fact is, the mystery is the fact is how long we're going to be, what we got, what we live with, what we got. We got to do what we can with the time we've got. That's a, a a lesson all of us know. I mean, it's something we all do. We all try to do the best we can, and hey, we have fun doing it. That's what we got to do. I mean, life is short. You got to do what you can. I mean, this makes it even shorter because this is trying to say, oh, people are dying quicker and quicker and you only have this amount of time so you have to live as fast as you can. Once you're 25, then you can relax. It's a weird scenario to think of and just emphasizing on this is very screwed up and just odd. I'm sorry, I'm getting depressed just a little bit by this topic. It's, it's a lot to think about. So... Either way, besides the depressing topic, this the art is pretty good, actually. It's done very dry. It's realistic. There's no very odd anime pose. I mean, occasionally the eyes look a little odd, but for the most part, it is realistic. And it's done very just dry, cut and dry. But it works for the subject, topic, and also some of the sequences. The writing is very engaging. Once you start reading it, you don't want to put it down until it's over, even if you don't want to know the ending. So, 
Ikigami, I'm gonna have to give this. I'm gonna say a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this now, your brain will freeze, your mind will shrivel up, and your soul will be forfeited to the great Somogu star. Wahahahaha. Hello, Palazzo. Yeah, this gets our highest rating. It's a good series. It's a little bit disturbing, I'm not gonna lie. Um, if you're a kid under the age of 18, you may have. I mean, the fact is, it's wrapped in plastic. You may not be able to buy it yet. It's something worth checking out. If you don't like reading about death and a lot of serious stuff, you're not gonna like this. If you want to see, if you like character studies and things which will engage your mind, you might like this. I say it's worth reading at least once, just to get it over with, and also to ch check it out. Uh, and I'm feeling a little bummed out now. Uh, anyway, so let me get off this topic of this depressing manga, and let's get on to something a little bit happier, so, shall we? So, anyway, my Xbox is back. Finally got my Xbox back, as you heard before when I said I'm back on Xbox Live. Yes, I have an Xbox, and I got Brutal Legends, greatest fucking game ever. It's truly an awesome game. I love Jack Black. Jack Black is awesome in it, and I can't wait for Left 4 Dead 2. I'll wait a little bit longer till Left 4 Dead comes out, and then everything will be awesome, and I'll have the greatest collection ever. Well, actually, Left 4 Dead and Assassin's Creed, and then there's nothing left for the year. Well, A Boy and His Blob was pretty good. I got that for my Wii, but that's not Xbox. So, either way, just battling about that will take my mind off things. But Brutal Legends, very cool game. Anyway, so now on to, well, other things, because there is something... Well, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to talk about that. You know what? I'll leave that for the next episode. So, anyway. So, I guess it's that time. The one time we're all waiting for. Time for the one. The only. The Wheel of Manga! A little bit different that time, don't you think? Yes, my friends. The Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it and a bunch of skulls around it. Don't ask. So anyway, each slot I've assigned one manga to, and I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So let me spin the wheel, and let's see what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode. Nice spin. Number eight. And according to my list, number eight is... Mail. Not mail, M-A-L-E, by the way. It's M-A-I-L. Like when you mail something. Another horror one. Well, I guess... Dems the brakes, so anyway, so next episode I'm going to be reviewing Mail, which is a pretty cool series and it's connected to a different series called the Kurosai Corpse Delivery Service. Either way, so don't worry about it. Next episode I'm going to be reviewing Mail and you can check it out at spirekin.podbean.com or you can email me, spirekin at gmail.com or you can check us out on iTunes under Spirekin Manga Review. I really should get uh, just a Spyrokin.com, but I'm too lazy and I just don't have the money right now because I have student loans and credit card bills and all this other crap I have to pay for. So, either way, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. Uh, sorry for being a little depressing at the middle, but don't worry. I'm going to liven it up, even though we got a bunch of horror manga coming up. Don't worry about it. Either way, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. If you want to contact me and leave me flames or comments or concerns, Spyrokin at gmail.com. Zan dot at gmail.com or you can email me or call me rather at 206-426-6665 that again is 206-426-MONK and remember Zan is spelled X-A-N not S-A-N 
Alright, so that's it for this episode, and as usual, this is Zan. I'm Gonesville. <laughs> バランスの中で心は揺れる争いは嫌いだが心の中ではいつも誰かにピストル向けたりしてる人を突き落としても戦いを避けることか正しさとは何なんだろうか間違えることか見失うことでしょうかまた探して顔を洗えば
って風にも負けるけれどもいつか私も道しるそことが自分だけが失わぬことなのか」